0: 28 minutes it is after 8 p.m. It's our Culture Talk segment here on the Mighty Metro on this Thursday. And tonight, uh, we get a chance to really look into the real story uh, that is at the center of a, one of the most popular uh, you know, box office uh, films at the moment, Woman King, starring Viola Davis, Tusson doing and so much more. It's about the Agogi, an all-female warrior corps, that protected the West African kingdom of Dahomey during the 17th to the 19th century. And uh, yeah, to tell us a bit more about this tonight, joined by Dominique Somda social cultural anthropologist and a research fellow at uct's institute for humanities in africa Uh, she's a phd in anthropology from the university of uh, paris Nanterre in france and uh, yeah significant experience uh, and uh, also uh, having taught uh, anthropology at the university of pennsylvania and reed college uh, in uh, pennsylvania and in portland respectively out in the united states she is our guest this evening dominique good evening welcome Good evening. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much for coming through. You know, we often, I must say, we seldom get an opportunity to unpack the story behind uh, what is sometimes fictionalized accounts of real-life events that have happened. Uh, And in this case, you know, so much the better that it's such a popular, you know, uh, uh, film uh, that includes one of our own, Tussam Betu, and somebody known to many of our listeners, Viola Davis. Uh, But I think the story of Dahomey as uh, certainly one of those stories uh, in the rich canon of our continent that we probably want to excavate and make sense of. So take us through this, um, Prof, and uh, make sense for us of uh, what Dahomey was, uh, what might be, you know, the contemporary space where Dahomey would have been. Um, And the story of uh, warrior women organized into a core here that uh, protected that kingdom between the 17th and 19th century, a fascinating story. Where does it all begin?
1: Okay, so let me start with the kingdom of of Dahomey. So first, what I can say is that the kingdom of Dahomey um, was located in present-day Benin, uh, Republic of Benin. And I'm Saying Republic of Benin, because, um, if there is any, uh, anybody from Nigeria that are listening to us, they might think about Benin City, which is a very, uh, a very important city in Nigeria and the, that also had a predecessor that was the city state, or the city state of Benin. But the Republic of Benin is a very small country between, uh, Togo and, uh, and Nigeria. And the Kingdom of Delme was part of that uh, territory. Um so the kingdom of Dahomey was a very important kingdom uh in in, uh, in West Africa one of the most powerful on the continent uh between the, the, the 17th century and the and the end of the 19th century when uh, uh Benin uh became uh, uh became conquered and colonized by France um so the kingdom of Dahomey was extremely powerful it was a very Uh, I think it was a very aggressive uh, kingdom. Um, So it became extremely powerful, especially in the 18th and the 19th century. Um, There was a constant war between... Uh, Daome and, uh, the kingdom of Oyo, Yoruba kingdom in present day Nigeria. So those two kingdoms were very, very, uh, um, very, very rival. Re- and, um, for a long time, Oyo was really like the dominant kingdom, and, and the Daomey had to, and um uh, slaves to uh, to Oyo they are, they are to to pay taxes and uh, uh, sometimes in in the uh, the, the late uh eighteenth century, nineteenth century, they became mm. even more powerful. And also thanks to the to the Agogi, the, the the women yeah. warrior.
0: So that's a, they were j- just a quick one there in that story. When you speak about the kingdom of oil, is it where currently Oyo state is in Nigeria? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Yes. And you were saying the agoji in effect were also critical to the accumulation of significant wealth for the kingdom of Dahomey.
1: Yes, yes. So the, 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 the Agogé uh, represented an all-women uh, regiment mm. uh, that was created, like maybe existed even before the creation of the kingdom of, of, of Benin, as, you know, like women warrior. But, but the regiment became extremely powerful, um in the 19th century, especially mm. under the King Gezo that is represented uh, in, the, in the film and um, embodied, incarnated by uh, John Boyega. And um, so, so they became very uh, uh, part, part of, of its power. They were inspiring a lot of fear because they were extremely, extremely good at what they were trained for. They were very good at killing uh, and they were very, very good at you know, at war. Um, and, and in addition to that, the fact that there were women and that there were not a lot of women um, in the situation of, uh, of being part in a very important part of an army had, the, had an effect of terrorizing the enemies. So it was a, a power also of federation, uh, 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 almost, because it, it, were, it, was, it was a certain reversal of, of generals, uh, as they were known, uh, in, in, in that era, and, and they were extremely frightening. They were also extremely, extremely brutal. Right? They were known for decapitating the enemies, mm. and a lot of a, lo- a lot of the a lot of the the, the, the people that were. Um, uh, dominated by those uh, those agogé that were called Amazon by the by the colonizers, uh, a lot of them um, raided and, and and captured men and women that were sold into slavery mm-hmm. um, to Brazil or to or to, uh, to North America.
0: Talk, talk to us, Dominique, about um, just the context of Dahomey at the time, and I'm interested in particular in the gendered distribution of, you know, I guess labor that contributed to the material base of Dahomey, but also the gender distribution of the more coercive parts of the statecraft of the kingdom of Dahomey. It might be, you know, war, it might be the diplomatic parts maybe to some degree, and even, I guess, the enforcement of order within Dahomey, let alone, you know, when there are instances of external aggression or the prospect of war.
1: Thank you for this question. This is a very interesting question. and a very difficult question for for an anthropologists <laughs> uh, because I'm not yeah I'm not exactly a historian of of, okay. of of the economy. But what I can say, and I want to say something about about the gender distribution and and to to make it a little clearer um, about about the situation in, crime in the movie. Um, so. In, in in Benin and I say Benin, I should say in the kingdom of Dahomey. In the kingdom of Dahomey, <laughs> uh, uh, women were certainly like in, um, very often in, in, in certain fragile position. Um, a lot of the a lot of women that became uh, agolje were actually uh, wives, concubines, or captives that were kept in the the palace, mm. and that uh, were selected as uh, to become agoge. Some of some other other women were taken outside of the palace to become to become agoge. Something important happened uh, even after uh, the core uh, the regimen of the agoge was created, it's the the queen Angbe and uh, the queen Angbe. Uh, was, uh, the twin sister of, uh, King Akaba that was, um, a ruler in very, in, in early 19th century in, in Baume. And after, she was the first, the first queen. And, um, I, I grew up in, I grew up in Benin, uh, in the 80s and 90s, mm. where, when, at a time when we didn't know about that queen, it was a part of the history that was totally erased. When we would go to the, uh, to the former palace in Abome, the former capital of, of, um, the kingdom of Daume, we would never hear about, about her. She wasn't represented. Uh, on the tapestry, she wasn't part of the beast of the king. Uh, but more the, the, in the la- during the last decade in Benin, there was an effort to uh, rehabilitate that this queen, and and the the, the history of the, the queen Anbe became very important to mm. change the distribution of power in the kingdom. Yeah. From then on, they were, they, 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 there was a really dual uh, organization where, they, like, for each important male role, male function, there was a counterpart that was a woman. And that changed somehow, like for the uh, the entire 19th century, that changed the dynamic of of gender relations.
0: I want us to pause here for a second, uh, uh, Prof, and uh, take a brief break. When we come back, um, I want us to talk about, you know, why you feel, and, uh, you know, as you said, I know you're not a historian, Mm -hmm. but having grown up in Benin, why you feel that, there was a selective telling of the history of Dahomey um, and in particular of the socio-organizational structure of the society in Dahomey. I mean, uh, it's, I guess, not unique uh, to uh, uh, Benin in particular. I mean, I remember going to Côte d'Ivoire a few years ago uh, and going to a museum where, you know, the curator was at pains to explain to me that actually a lot of what you see here and how it was told uh, still overlooks uh, the role of um, you know, women in particular in the social, political organization of the societies that one might see in the artifacts there. And whether or not that is pronounced in Benin is probably my next area of interest. But uh, let's pause here for a second, and when we come back, we'll take a look at that and more. 20 minutes before 9 p.m. is our Culture Talk segment here on the Mighty Team Metro. And uh, we joined to uh, tell us the real story behind uh, the story that becomes, I guess, the center of the latest film about the Agogia uh, all-female warrior corps uh, in the kingdom of Dahomey. And that movie there is Woman King featuring da Viola Davis, Tusson Bairdou, and uh, many other notable thespians as well. And I'm joined on the line by Dominic Somda, sociocultural anthropologist and a research fellow at the UCT Institute for Humanities in Africa. Dominic, I guess, uh, yeah, I did pose part of my question before we went to the break, but I'm quite interested in your own assessment, uh, be it in Benin and even beyond, of how the history of that particular period, 17th to 19th century, of West Africa is told. And what I guess might... um, you know be notable in its absence in how that story is told
1: So in my own assessment and my experience as, a, as an anthropologist that is very mm. interested in history, I also work a lot in Madagascar and I'm very interested in the 19th century because it's a, it's, a, it's a moment when like that precedes, of course like colonization by, by the French in the, in the two in the two countries. And, um, I think in, in, in Benin, um, the eruption of, of the French and the colonization changed a lot in how gender are represented. Um, so we have to remember that, uh, like French women in the, in the late 19th century, uh, in the beginning of the 20th century when, um, when the, the, the French arrived and and, and fought against the Dlagoge and killed a lot of them. Like French women didn't have a lot of uh place in the in the public in the public sphere. Uh they didn't have the right to vote. They were not part, they were certainly not part of the army. Uh and and so those the general roles that were those of of the French and also like the, the Catholic missionaries that came also um, at the same time, um, were very different from the one that existed in, in the Kingdom of Dalmé in the nineteenth century. And they changed they changed that dynamic, uh, the, the school they created, um the way the place they gave uh, to, to 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 women, the colonized women in in, in Dalme or a former what has uh, become the was was uh, very diminished, and um, one of the consequence, I think, of, of colonization was an erasure of the representation of 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 women in in the, in the public here and in history. Um, so there might have been also other dynamics that were like very specific to uh to the dynasty and how they wanted to represent themselves after uh, the after colonization but
0: I think and I guess you know I I like the point you make there because you know leads me to my next question which is around your own assessment based on just the response you've given us of how a lot of what is in the canon of you know heritage studies academia you know the, the cultural landscape and I include the museums there, I include all of you know the places even where oral tradition is passed on how the knowledge that rests there is then translated into, you know, instruments of popular culture like films uh, or even books, uh, which might have some, I guess, creative license to fictionalize certain parts of the story, but effectively, you know, uh, retaining the essence of that story. What do you make of that? I mean, we've seen certainly a lot about that insofar as stories on our continent are concerned, uh, some even told in sci fi and futuristic ways. Uh, yeah. But uh, effectively, I guess, foregrounding African history and African stories in the mainstream of uh, popular culture—if I could say
1: that—it's you know it, it's it's an interesting question because uh, for um, historians and even anthropologists, there's, there's always um, a sense of responsibility sometimes to correct and to. Establish the right version of, of of history, and and certainly we we've seen that, for example, when uh, a, a movie such as Black Panther as such a success uh, on the continent and and globally, like there were a lot of my colleagues um, that were kind of insisting on the fictional aspect and characteristic of of the movie um, beyond even like the, the merits that were recognized. Um, of, of, of the representation, uh, and it's the same for the, the the woman king. You know, there's a sense that the woman king is uh, giving us the opportunity to discuss a real. A real-life kingdom, the kingdom of the that is not necessarily very well known in in, uh, in much part of the continent. So it's a, it seems like a it's plenty um, opportunity to establish part of history, to 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 to, to, to talk about the, the place of women uh, in the in the army, for as as we are doing uh, tonight. And there's also this sense that. Um, Provided for a lot of a lot of colleagues that you also have to insist on the danger of fictionalization, the danger of erization of of sometimes um, uh, you know real life actors, players that were not necessarily um, always like absolute and pure heroes. And this is the case in the, in the movie, for example, There's the representation of King Gezo that is presented in probably a much more favorable way that, that you know, a lot of my colleagues would, would have loved. <laughs> so, mm. yes, there's definitely, like, this, this tension between, like, fiction and, and reality. Like, um, there's, there's an opportunity for uh, popular... Uh, representation for film, for for novel, um, to give space for uh, for heritage and 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 the legacy of a lot of those uh, culture, mm. and to a the opportunity. But it's also probably like some danger. But you know, at the end of the day, I think like the the the, the merits are, are greater because it gives us the possibility of having conversation that are mm. complex that are not. That are not, uh, you know, um, don't have this mechanism that you know that allow us for human humanizing Africans also. Tell stories that are complicated. We have we we tell story complicated story about the world all the time. Um, we we should allow ourselves also to, to look at the complexity of of our mm.
0: history. You know, it's quite interesting that you say that because in a way, while there might be tensions between the fictionalized accounts and the more empirically grounded ones uh it's, you know fiction i guess might also serve in the popular discourse as a entry point and a window uh, that might take many people in the public who might have been oblivious to stories like that closer uh, to the more empirical forms of the work would you think
1: i, I absolutely agree i think uh, uh, uh fiction like when when sometimes when Scientists look at fiction. When historians look at fiction, they just see the distortion. Mm. They just see like the inaccuracies, you know. Mm. But what 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 I see as an anthropologist that is very interested in, in fiction is that fiction captures interest. Uh, fiction is, is 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 attractive, and 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 fiction also sometimes tell a truth that is that is not necessarily the historical truth, but that is nonetheless. A truth about human beings, about about the, the you know the, the sense of history, about about what is really important, and of course, like historians, that like, can come better and 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 correct us, like they do for uh, and in relation to, to the woman king. But I think it would be it's it, it's not it's not fair, I, I guess, to to expect from fiction to be. Um, to be what history books are. Those are two different things, but they are extremely important. Uh, they are engaging. They are, um, they are uh, appealing for, 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 for many. Like the, the, the woman king is already a huge success in the U.S. Uh, I would have never dreamed that the, the, the country where I grew up mm. the mean, would receive so much attention. I would have never dreamed of you know being able to discuss the history of that kingdom like in in such you know um, in, in South Africa, you know so so I think it's a fantastic opportunity for for uh, telling diverse stories about the continent, and I think that's what matters the most.
0: Dominique, we'll have to leave it here for tonight. Real pleasure. Uh, catching up with you. Thank you very much for your time and uh, yeah, I think our discussion will make many people not only want to go and watch the film but also want to go and read up uh, on all of the empirical work uh, that looks into the social formation that the Kingdom of Dahomey was and of course the role of warrior woman insofar as that is concerned. Thank you very much for your time.
1: Thank you so much.